We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. He's a guy that I know can get to double digits pretty quick. And he's got that upside of feeding his lot time at the same time. So um, definitely, yeah, I'm keeping an eye out. Early value can unlock the, the door to the late upside for sure. So I'm with that, no doubt. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and J.D. Bazo. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I'm your co-host, Skylar Redpath, here with Daniel Bramlett to talk Major League Soccer, which is one of the few leagues that still has games going on during the international summer tournaments. We've got Gold Cup going on. We've got Copa America going on. Uh, Women's World Cup, not that that affects MLS, but I mean, it's a busy summer, and yet we've still got a uh, five-game slate here for Saturday night. What's going on, Daniel? I see you in the lobbies of these Gold Cup and uh, Copa contests. You've been uh, having much success there. Ah, man, I wish I've been having a lot more. It's uh, It's been up and down. To be honest, I, these summer tourneys have made me almost want to quit playing at times, so I'm hoping uh, to get back on track with uh, with Major League Soccer for sure because it's been – a couple of highs and a lot of lows, unfortunately. But you know how it is trying to track down these weird roster 
wonky spots. There's tons of rotation. You never know who quite who you can rely on. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. So. Yeah, I mean, it's been uh, you know, it's been good to see just contests day in day out. Some of the contest sizes have been pretty nice, which you know, obviously with, uh, for the hardcore MLS contingent, then it's nice to see some prize pools over a thousand bucks. But hey, we're back this weekend and. Um, we've got another thousand dollar corner kick as the big GPP on DraftKings. So yeah, we'll take what yeah. we take what we can get. And I've seen some of the MLS super sub or some sort of qualifier out there in some of these uh, these women's World Cup and and summer tournament contests. So I think there's something on the horizon. I want to say next, next Wednesday, Wednesday, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me a give me like seven entries at least. Give me like a seven to ten. Uh, multi-entry because i'm you know most of the time on these big ones they leave it at like three which i'm good with i mean i I feel like i could take a contest down with that but hey i like to uh mix things up and kind of throw some some uh wacky lineups out there with wando and kai kamara up top to see what hits you know so uh but we'll see man it should be uh should be fun i think mls is about to kind of kick back into full swing here yeah we've got this five game slate so if you're ready let's just jump right in just as everybody that loves to play mls dfs hope for it's one of those weird staggered slates where we, we we've got 7 30 yeah 7 30 kickoff for the first game which is cincinnati hosting la galaxy and then the very last game of the slate is 11 o'clock eastern which is portland hosting houston so pretty good stretch of games there which yeah, I who, think who wouldn't he, want to spend their Saturday night sweating Major League Soccer lineup releases, <laughs> right? I mean, come on. Yeah, I think I've said it before. I mean, I feel like for me, you know, I'm I'm usually keyed in um, unless I've got something crazy going on, uh, family related soccer tournaments out of town or something like that. Um, I'm usually paying attention to pretty much all the MLS action. So I think for the hardcore fans, that staggered slate kind of favors um, the DFS game, but. You know, I could definitely see for the casuals where it's pretty annoying to have to, uh, you know, get your lineup set early in the evening and then have to wait. All I mean, I imagine out there on the East Coast, man, 11 o'clock for an old guy like me, like I'd probably be going to bed. It's like 10 o'clock Central, swing it, but 11 o'clock starts getting into like uh, thinking about bedtime. But well, I'll stay uh, up for Diego Valeri. Let's, let's, I mean, let's admit it. Hey, I'll stay up for Brian Fernandez. (laughs) Oh, no doubt. Get to that. Um, so yeah, um, you want to start position by position like we usually do up top with uh, Ford. Let's do it, man. Give me a give me your Zlatan takes. I need him. It's been too long. He's gonna play, even though Cincinnati uh, Nippert Stadium is a turf field, and he's had issues playing on turf in the past. He's actually um, sat out games, been held out. But this season, he said he's playing on turf. I think he's played. Um, couple of games already on turf. I think he played in Minnesota. And so I think he's uh, all systems go for this game in Cincinnati. And, I mean, just off the top, I mean, it's probably the best matchup on the board for, uh, you know, a guy with his upside. Um, we saw, I guess it's been a couple of weeks, but the last time Cincinnati played a league game, they got hammered by NYCFC. I think they put up five goals on them. And uh, I'd be surprised if Ibrahimovic doesn't score – and have a shot at a brace or even a hat trick in this game. So that's the kind of upside he comes with. I mean, any reason to fade him here in this spot? There's a couple reasons I'd say. Mostly, he's the most expensive player. So you're getting, you know, 
if you really think he's got the brace, obviously you get value there. But value-wise, I think he can you know limit a little bit of your construction. It's uh, it's on the road, so there is that always to contend with. They still don't have Alessandrini, and they don't have Ariel Antunia, who's at the Gold Cup. He's been awesome for them, so they're a little bit shorthanded still. Antunia's bagging hat tricks with Mexico. Right, right. Yeah, right. yeah he's, he's going to come back. MLS right now. When he comes back to MLS, he's going to be a hot commodity, obviously, for sure, for fantasy. But lastly, I would just say it's the first game of the slate in a slate where you're waiting till 11 p.m. to get some of these li- – or till 10 p.m. to get the lineups. So there's a lot of reasons to fade Zlatan. And I think if you're a Zlatan guy or a Zlatan gal, it, it, that's why you play him here in this slate. I actually – I don't pencil him right in t- from the start of the lineup myself. No, that's fair. I was uh, intrigued that Brian Fernandez, um, who plays in the last game on the slate for Portland, um, he's only $300 less than, than Ibrahimovic, which seems, I mean, it almost seems like it's uh, sliding Zlatan a little bit, but I think that Fernandez has just been that good. I mean, I think he's scored every single game um, since he's come to Portland, which is, you know, four or five games ago. Uh, U.S. Open Cup, uh, regular season games. I mean, he just, everything he touches turns to gold. And I think that's probably why he's priced up that high, because I think that it, it, it's justified. So almost kind of one of those cases where on a slate like this, do you try to jam those two in and, and hope that value opens up elsewhere? Man, I, I think there's just like too many other guys that I want to pay for just as I look at the list. And, the, you know, there is some value to Zlatan if you consider that Freddie Montero is only 700, you know, he's only 700 more than Freddie Montero. So, I mean, who would have thought you'd ever be hearing those two names in, in the same company? But there you have it. I don't know. I, I guess I'm just maybe not as big as on Zlatan here as you are, but I do know what he's capable of. And if if I if he scores two goals in the first game of the slate, and I'm sitting here looking at no points and just a bunch of PMR, I'm going to be, you know, crying into my beer once again. Like, oh my god, what have <laughs> I done? So you know, I, I get it for sure. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about a Cincinnati team that I think has leaked, if not the most, you know, at least second or third. Uh, most goals in MLS. I mean, they're just, they're not that good. They're missing their, arguably their best center back and uh, Kendall Watson. Sure. And uh, it, it just, you know, the coaching turnover, it just seems like there's a lot going on there. And, and yeah, maybe this, this breaks give them a little bit of time to regroup, but I think they just lost an open cup game to a USL team just this last night, Wednesday night, St. Louis knocked off Cincinnati. So, I mean, that kind of shows you where they're at. They lost 1-0. I want to say, I don't know if... Uh, I think it was at at St. Louis, so I'll give them that much. But um, yeah, man, I mean they're not in a good spot right now. I could totally see Zlatan uh, taking advantage here. I mean, it just feels like a prime position for him to have a smash game. Yeah, you, you mentioned Waston being gone. I we mentioned Antonia earlier, and it it does kind of reveal something that we should have mentioned maybe right off the top of a big factor in this slate with everybody is going to be guys that are missing for the international duty because. MLS is one of the few leagues that's even playing right now, trying to get in league games in, in a time where tons of dudes are out playing for their country. So in every in almost every game, you're gonna have to there's there's gonna be rotations made to the usual starting lineups and whatnot based on guys being gone. And those are two big ones, obviously, in this game. I think ultimately my Zlatan decision will come down to like seeing what the eleven is, seeing exactly who they've got in, who I feel can like set him up because you know, you've seen it in MLS. Zlatan, he's great. He's awesome. But he's also sometimes only as good as his service. And when he's getting great service, he, he's you can count on him to convert it. But if, if you don't trust that 
he's going to get the balls in the box that he needs, then I, you can fade him at this price, I think. So. Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, I've got my eye on, I guess we can get to midfield in a little bit, but I've got my eye on a pretty nice value in that Galaxy midfield. I mean, his, his results have been up and down, but... Um, oh, wow. Can't wait. I'm excited now. Man. <laughs> let's, let's, let's rush yeah, to the forwards. I mean, before we get to this, yeah, this before value we jump in. in there. Yeah, yeah. So any, any forwards, um, you know, besides those two, like Ibrahim and Fernandez are the two that I think you got to find room for. I mean, I haven't made any builds yet that I feel like super, super duper comfortable with both of them in. Um, but I mean, as far as forwards go, like those are hands down the best options for me. So, um, anybody else in this forward pool? I mean, I feel like once you get past those guys, it's kind of a coin flip as to, you know, feeling good about anybody else after that. Anybody that you see that jumps out? No, there's so many guys that are, that are missing, you know, as you go down the list, I mentioned, I hinted at it earlier. And uh, you can get down probably into the 6K range and feel good about a few of those guys. On the way, I may just throw out Jordy Reyna for Vancouver. Yep. You know, he's, I like that. he's got a decent price there at 8100 and his role has been growing. He was sort of slow to get started this season, but he's always been, you know, one of the main guys for Vancouver. And I think he's starting to reassert that role. And then this is a guy we never mentioned, and I, I would feel almost bad throwing him out there, but they are a pretty big favorite at home and so maybe look for cj sapong at home against rsl and sort of a a sneaky spot where a lot of the big names are out across the league and and he's a guy who actually might nick you a goal for sure yeah i like uh, i like the uh reina call for sure i feel like he's his uh playing time has been so spotty he's just one that you want to you know make sure he's starting before you lock him in um but that being said, a home game against Colorado is a pretty good spot to be in. So even a guy like Freddie Montero, as high priced as he is, like he might not be a, a bad GPP plug. Um, Rain is probably a little bit safer floor. He could be on some corners, could be on some set pieces. Uh, yeah, Montero's had some sets too, but I feel like he's starting to lose him again. He he gained him, and now he's starting to lose him again. So. Yeah, yeah. Actually, now that you mentioned that, Montero has been a guy that's been uh, surprisingly standing over a, a decent bit of set pieces for Vancouver, which was surprising. But one guy I guess I will throw out, I don't know where we've been uh, talking about the high price guys, but down the rung a little bit, we've got uh, Emmanuel Ledesma for Cincinnati, who um, he's taken some set pieces for them, and he had 13 crosses in that loss to NYCFC. I think most of his points came from from his crosses, but uh, they were getting beat pretty bad guy. the whole time. So yeah, it's not. Yeah, like... I mean they're playing. Was that was that at Yankee Stadium? It was. Yeah, it was at Yankee Stadium. I mean, obviously, you know, when you're yeah, so. yeah playing catch up like that, like you're going to have kind of some some outlier numbers. So. Take it for what it's worth. I'll just, I mean, I feel like maybe at home, um, he's kind of the, the, their attack pretty much runs through him right now. And with Adi getting back to, getting back in the mix, like it feels like they're me trying to seek him out. So I don't know. I don't mind Ledesma here. Um, and even a guy like Fernando Adi at 4,900, like I could plug him in and, uh, GPP set up and, and see what happens if I want to pair him with like an Ibrahimovic or a Fernandez. Yeah, I don't know what's gotten into me. I think I think it's all the the losing that I alluded to earlier in some of the summer tournaments. But I just the guys that are jumping out at me are these like goal dependent, like just total GPP flyer guys. I can't find a cash forward in here. I don't know if it's me or the slate, but it's it's pretty rough. Like 
I'm looking at like Ferreira for Dallas is, is popping at me for some reason if, if he's able to get a start. You know whose price has gone down is, is Jao Plata. I don't I don't know if, if we can count on him to play. He's been kind of spotty playing time, but for five thousand, yeah, I, mean, I used to pay, pay like seventy five hundred for. So yeah, well, I'll tell you why his price has gone down. Can tell me the last time he scored over two points. <laughs> and granted, yeah, he's only yeah, had one start right, this yeah. season. I'm looking at the game. Yeah. Like, I can tell you the last time he scored over two points. It was March 2nd at Houston. So, wow, that's brutal. And how many points is that? It was three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, he's just been that bad this season. I mean, if he starts, and yeah, he could be a wild card, but he's just been, uh, he, for one, he hasn't been getting the minutes. And he, I think he did get a spot start. Uh, fairly recently, but he just he's been uh, hasn't been getting a job done. So he's yeah, pretty you much can, you, can, you can find better values. It's tough for us to shout out a lot of names, I guess, but I, I think it's clear that uh, you really need to pay close attention to the lineups. You need to try to be looking up and uh, getting uh, intel from from Twitter or whatnot or whatever official pages you can find, and uh, try, to try to anticipate where some of these values might come from because there will be guys down here. That pop and show up. We just we just don't quite know who they are just yet, I guess. Yeah, you mentioned uh, before we even started that Chicago is surprisingly one of the, the biggest favorites on this five game slate. They're at home, so uh, that being said, I feel like a guy like CJ Sapong or even if Nemanja Nikolic gets a start, um, they can't be completely ignored in GPP. Like I would never touch those guys in cash, um, but on some of these weird slates like this, like. Sometimes you see lineups up at the top with that random, you know, CJ Sapong brace. And uh, with them being such a big favorite, you know, not out of the question that that could happen this late. So, right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think we touched on most of the forwards, probably pretty much every forward. In this, uh, let's, get, let's get to these mids because I'm still like just chomping at the bit for this value play. Like, I'm, I'm pumped. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I mean, do you want to start at the top and just talk about some of the elite mids? Or yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, Pozuelo yeah. is going to be—he's the do-it-all guy for Toronto, and he's going to be even more so with Bradley out, with Altidore out. It's—it's going to be all about him, and uh, you know, they do have to go to Dallas, but that, I don't fear that too much. You know, famous last words, but yeah, I mean, it, I'm starting my lineup pretty much with Fernandez and Pozuelo, so. Wow. So, I mean, yeah, it feels like Pozuelo is probably the safest play on the board as far as like a cash build player. Um, but I feel like if you play him, then you're fading one of Ibrahimovic and Fernandez. And you pretty much said it right there that you're fading Ibra in that uh, setup. Right. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. It is a decision. Like I said, I'll have to make the decision when I see the Galaxy 11 for sure. Um. Yeah, I could get behind that. I mean, I think Pozuelo has proven ever since he's come over to MLS that he's. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna be the heart, at the heart of Toronto's attack. I think no Josie definitely hurts Toronto here, but that also puts a little bit more of the the heavy lifting on him. So right. you know, you're, you're gonna he's get just gonna have the multiple crosses, multiple shots. Yeah, so I think he's got so, a pretty safe floor there. Um, so let's talk a little strategy then. What what kind of crazy world are we living in where Diego Valeri now is potentially the 
lower owned GPB option to another guy on his team? Because do you think more people will be buying on Fernandez than Valeri when they're both here at the same high price range? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I could uh, justify maybe going Valeri in a cash build, but I think Fernandez is, I mean, he's the guy that you're looking to to get but, those goal points from. And, but I'm asking you, know, you the do guy you think even in apart. cash, like even in cash games, who do you think will be higher owned? Uh, I think Valeri will. I think he's more of a household name. I mean, I feel like Fernandez is still a guy that's kind of coming, making a name for himself in the league, although he's already, I'd say, in his first four or five games, he's already, you know, Know, done enough to prove that he's you know just he's got a uh, nose for goal and he's going to score goals that's what he does um i think even before he came to mls um in liga mx he was you know he was a guy that was on some set pieces and he was kind of like yeah. the uh ultimate dk piece that you wanted to build a lineup around so i was oh, hoping really that we would get that in mls yeah, I was hoping that would carry over but you know with guys like Valeri and Blanco and the Portland mix like i knew it was going to be tough to for him to take over some of that, but like it's not out of the question that things go a certain way that he starts swinging, uh, swinging some set pieces in that kind of thing. So I don't know, but yeah, in this uh, just in this uh, build, I guess, and I would say I think I still think Valeri might be a little bit more popular in cash, not much, but I mean he is, especially with Blanco out. Blanco suspended, so Valeri I think is going to have a monopoly of set pieces. And uh, or Fernandez yeah, I mean, will get I'll, the ones I'll, took, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe that, that's yeah, what happened. Yeah. No, it's a good point. I mean, I, I could totally see Fernandez uh, eating into some of that share. So, yeah, it's just um, interesting. It's, be, I mean, it's definitely it's something I'll be watching. It's you know, it's we won't really know until the late game, but it's just it's kind of a is it that change in the guard and cash ownership from Valeria Fernandez or? Is Fernandez still the lower-owned option in GPP? I guess that's that's kind of the heart of what my question was. I didn't, I didn't ask it very well. but <laughs> No, nah, I caught what you were saying there. I, I do feel like Valeri is still kind of the uh, the safer cash play, especially with him being on sets. And then Fernandez is a little bit more goal-dependent right now. That could change like we just touched on. But um, for now, yeah, I'd still say Valeri is the safer of the two for cash purposes. All right, so my next question for you then is, and uh, you know this gets in the midfield mostly, but you could throw maybe some guys from the forward position fit in. But what are we doing with Houston with Kyoto and Elise gone? I mean, if you want to go there, uh, I don't love the matchup on the road at Portland, which they'll be going for their first home win of the season. Granted, they did get a uh, home win uh, U.S. Open Cup style earlier in the week, but uh, um, since they reopened, um, their stadium, they've, you know, I think they lost to LAFC in their home opener this season, but they're about to have a, a run of home games here that I think Portland's going to be a pretty big target um, over the second half of the season. So um, I'm kind of staying away from the, the visiting teams, but if you want to so, go there, then Memo. So no, me, no Memo, yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say Memo, if you want to go there, then Memo's got to be the guy. I mean, no Elise, no Kyoto. Uh, uh, Mauro Minotis is there. We didn't mention him as, at, at forward. A GPP build. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Memo's a guy if you want um, some exposure to Houston. Uh, he's expensive, though, man. I mean, you're not going to be able to play the, the Pozuelos or the Fernandez, the Valeris. Like, Memo Rodriguez at 8,300. Like, I just I don't see uh, any of my builds featuring him with all those other guys on the board. So you. maybe 
would you be a little more compelled to pay 5000 for Tomas Martinez? Just thinking he might get a little more work with those guys uh, out. Yeah, Martinez is such a tricky player, man. He's just so hot and cold. I'm definitely not touching no him. No Kyoto, no Elise. Um, you know, maybe he sneaks in, starts, you know, pick up I some mean, of the production. If for some reason Memo wasn't in, then yeah, uh, Tomas Martinez would definitely be in consideration. Although I think uh, Lundqvist, who's a defender, I think he would be even more in consideration because he'd probably yeah. be over majority of their set pieces, which we've seen when the stars align. Um, but yeah, I mean, Martinez is just, I want to like the guy, but he's for fantasy purposes, man. He's, he's, uh, stung me too many times and I've rostered him. I'm just, I can't go there even at 5,000 unless, you know, certain things play out the lineup. Like we just said. Okay. Which again, there that's last game of the slate. So, I mean, do you really want to be, let, let your lineup kind of hinge on that? You got $5,000 for a player? I don't know. No, I do not. <laughs> I, can, I, I, will, I will spoil it for you. No, yeah. I do not. Last, I tend I to be pretty conservative in, in my, like, staggered start lineup buildings as far as, like, who to uh, – I, do, I don't take too many chances with guys that are a little dicey where I could get caught in that specific situation. So. Yeah, I mean, there's pivots. Um, after, right after I mentioned that, I see that Lunkus is 4,900, so – you know, if you if you happen to have five thousand in that utility spot for Martinez and he doesn't start or whatever, I mean, I expect him to start just with how shorthanded they are. But I'm just saying, if if you are in that scenario, then I think one kiss would be a viable pivot. Yeah, makes perfect sense. Well, uh, okay. How about some other guys on the list? I'm looking at Alexander Katai. I'm looking at uh, Nico Gaitan, but the two, the two good options in the Chicago midfield with them a big favorite. You said you don't like road guys, so I'm assuming you're not going to mess with Rusnak. Uh, other than that, it gets a little thin. It gets pretty thin pretty fast, to be honest, especially if you're focused on home guys. Yeah, I like both of the fire guys you mentioned. I mean, Katai, he's a little bit higher priced for um, you know a guy that's not really taking a lot of set pieces. I think he does stand over some free kicks here and there, but um, he's more of a guy that you want in a GPP build. Um, just hope he goes off um, like he, he did earlier in the season. He had a 25-point game, eight shots, a goal against Minnesota at home, um, a 28-point game, you know, a few games before that against Colorado, seven shots. So, I mean, he's, he, that's kind of what you're going for with him. I mean, he's going to get some crosses. He's going to get shots, but you got to get the goals from him, too, if you really want him to pay that off. Yeah, um, he, he can go off sometimes, but he can also just completely dud sometimes. A lot more volatile yeah. player. Definitely a guy that, you know, could win somebody at GPP. Um, Gaetan's definitely a little safer, though. I think he's going to be over uh, a lot of their set pieces. And yeah, I'd expect more people to own Gaetan, for sure. Yeah, I like that price tag. And I, you mentioned Rusnak. He's in that same game, 100 bucks less than Gaetan. But for me, it's always it comes down to a coin flip like that, and it's always taking the home player for me. So um i like gaitan out of those three and you know his price is pretty attractive at 7600 so it's kind of one of those weird in between like the elite plays and some of the values um so i don't know i'm gonna have to kind of see how my build plays out um after these you know after the first few lineups drop and uh just kind of see what what opens up and see if we have room for him Right, and I think I think it might be time to get to that that value play you teased earlier because okay. it looks like a dead range. I can't play Jack Price at sixty two hundred, even though he's your boy. Uh, Wong, the, the shine has come off Wong Inbaum. 
Uh, Jordy Mihailovich is at international duty. Lamar is playing right. for Cincinnati. I mean, uh, Lamar actually is kind of <laughs> intrigues, but uh, why, why don't you go have at it? Yeah, so Lamar, I think, was, I want to say he had some sort of hamstring injury or some, something that caused him to come off early one of his last games. So he's a guy I'm not 100% sure what his status is, but Good probably ball. staying away. Yeah, probably staying away. Anytime you hear a hamstring and like, yeah, you know, month to two month window, and like I think he's right there at month, and I'm like, I'm just not gonna go there um, unless I know for sure. Like, even if I did go there, it'd just be in a GPP scenario. So, um, but yeah, if you want to go on down the list, um, we've got Fabio Alvarez, who's been uh, kind of pulling the strings in that LA midfield. His results have been pretty spotty, um, but I love the spot. Um, Against Cincinnati, we talked about NYCFC thrashing them. I mean, Cincinnati just—it's a team that I want to play. I want to have exposure to against. So, um, Fabio yeah. Alvarez at thirty-five hundred going to be trying to link up with Ibrahimovic, uh, and we don't know who's going to be on set pieces. I think there's a chance that he takes some, and I think there's a chance that Joe Corona takes some. Yep. Because um, we've got Alex Green now. Pretty nice plays if you don't mind waiting until the late night, right? Yep, I'm pretty sure Legit's still out. So, um, you know, I, I want to see uh, – I kind of want to see how this L.A. lineup plays out and then go from there because I think those two guys, um, Joe Corona, he's 4,200. I mean, I don't love him as a play. He's been a little bit more of a holding midfielder for the Galaxy. Um, but if he's on corner kicks for him with uh, Alessandrini still out, with, I think Legit's probably still out. Um, Dos Santos on international it, duty. Yeah, Dos Santos, who's been taking set pieces for him too. He's out on international duty. Like one of those two guys, forty five hundred or under, against you know arguably one of the worst defenses in the league, missing a top defender. Like I'm gonna have, I'm probably gonna have one of those guys. I don't know who yet. Just kind of, I want to see how the lineup shakes out. But I like both of those guys as far as you know, just opening up some salary for the big guns this slate. So, is, are you thinking of it as like a one or one either or with those two, or do you try to jam both for extreme value? Do you think they play together, like, or is it you can only do one? I mean, just off the top, I haven't really uh, made a build with both of them yet, but I would say probably just one. Um, look, I mean, I'm not opposed to playing both of them, just based on the matchup and. I feel like if Cincinnati make a game of it here, then it's going to be a high-scoring game. So um, even though Corona's, you know, mostly known for his defensive duties for L.A. right now, um, he could be a little bit more involved in the attack. So uh, 4,200, 4,500, like that opens up a ton of salary. Um, I guess while we're on the value plays, I mean, sandwiched in between those guys who actually had a really good game his last game out, um, Christian Paredes from uh, Portland. He's 4,400. Mm-hmm. Scored a goal on four shots. Hit 22 points against LAFC. And, right. uh, you know, he's he's a hit-or-miss player. I mean, I think he was a little bit more involved in the attack this last game just based on, you know, having to kind of go blow for blow with the best attack in the league. Right. That, that uh, game was a great yeah. game. I mean, it was, it was just wild to watch as a fan. Yeah, but... You know, I, I feel like Paredes is definitely a viable value option here. Um, 
I'd say, you know, those three guys are probably the, the three that jump out at me as, as the values that are going to help open up some salary on this fleet. Yeah, I like Paredes. Uh, obviously, he's a uh, another big, you know, big home fave in Portland growing into that re- remodeled stadium, obviously has a lot to play for. They, they still need to get their first W, so they're, they're going to be looking for it. I want to give you a quick uh, Rotowire Team Trends pop quiz. In the last game the Galaxy played three and a half weeks ago, there were five corners taken. Three came from John Dos Santos. One came from Fabio Alvarez. Who took the other one? Uh, it's not Ibra. Corona. It's not Corona. Ibra, yeah, you got it. Got on the first guess. That's that's why you're the MLS he's take, guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's taken a, a handful of them. I mean, it feels like he's yeah. – I don't know if they're crosses or if he just, you know, he has the ball right there and he just taps it in, but it seems like he's – I've seen I've seen his logs to where he's had you know almost every game it feels like he's had a corner kick. Yeah, you tell me Ebra's taking corners. All of a sudden, the him versus Fernandez discussion gets a little more interesting. So. <laughs> yeah, but that's it doesn't it doesn't make sense. Like Ebra's the guy that you want in the box on the corner right, kick, right? Right. right. So, yeah, it's almost nerfing nerfing his real value at that point. So right. Um, all right. Well, uh, you ready to go on to defender then, real quick? Yeah, I'm just I'm trying to scroll right back through this uh, midfield list, man. I mean, it feels like we hit on pretty much everybody we needed to. Um, I guess one yeah. guy that I just noticed, Paxson Pomacall, back from U20 World Cup. Um, 5800 is a pretty good price for him at home against Toronto. I'm um, not sure that he would jump on set pieces, but um, he's had some pretty good games already earlier in the season before he went for World Cup, so I like that price on him. I like Pomico, but I'm probably more likely to just take a thousand more savings down to Alvarez. So, yeah, for sure. Um, just throwing it out there. Bar, I mean, while we're on Pomico, for the people, yeah, that's the, you're a man of the people. That's what that's what you do yeah. for the people, right? Something like that. Um, uh, we've got Michael Barrios, who could be on sets for Dallas too, but he's 7,400. He's got forward eligibility, which I guess is why I want to throw it out there. Um, he just he's up and down. I mean, he's a guy that you can't really jam in and expect like nine or ten points like you can some of these safer cash game plays. So I don't know. Just throwing another name out there, but yeah, I think we're good to move on from midfielders. All right. So who do you like up near the top of the defense salary charts? Um, the top two guys, Marrera <laughs> uh, and Adnan, are, are definitely right. Uh, the- definitely, wor- yeah, definitely worthy of being the top two price guys on the slate. They're both uh, in contention for fantasy fullback of this year and fantasy newcomer of the year for MLS purposes. They're both new to the league and they've both been crushing. Yeah, for sure. I think Morera actually just found the score sheet midweek in U.S. Open Cup. So um, coming in with some confidence and he's a guy that we've seen just light up that that, uh, crossing column. So um Love him here in this spot at home against Houston. I uh, love Ali Adnan at home against Colorado. Like I expect him to have some chances to be involved. So uh, I could see a huge game from both, you know, either or both of those guys. Uh, Rolf Felcher beneath them. I think he's still coming back with injury, so probably staying away from him. Although uh, I do see that he was called up for Copa America, so another reason to. Uh, <laughs> to stay away from him. Um, yeah, man. I mean, just I, I want to try to find a way to pay for those guys if I can. I know, I'll, I'll, I know we've already mentioned like the highest price guys, but right. Well, uh, I think it's 
it's all about you know can you com- if you want to commit to that double 4K midfield play, like if you jam Alvarez and and, and Paredes or Alvarez and Corona or Corona and Paredes, that pretty much frees you to do a lot of things. You could you could play Pozuelo's lot and Fernandez trio at that point if you wanted and and find some value fullbacks, or you could fade one of those big three and get both of these you know power fullbacks that you just mentioned. So there's kind of two different clear ways to go even on the value route, which could theoretically make this a really fun slate. Yeah, man. It's, uh, in that kind of, I don't want to say mid-range at 4,900, but like, you know, you're saving about a thousand bucks from Ali Adnan and uh, Marrera. But uh, we mentioned Lundqvist earlier, like depending on how that lineup shakes out. I mean, he's been a guy that's come through with some pretty big performances. Uh, Right. Just how much do you trust Houston, basically? Right. Yeah. At that point, I might almost try to find the extra couple hundred bucks and pay up for Jorge Villafana, who's kind of come Mm -hmm. alive recently. Mm He's been pretty quiet to start the season, but six crosses last game, had an assist, hit 14 points. I'd almost rather just have the home team that's going to dominate possession rather than the set-piece taker for a team that is kind of clown car so, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's definitely some options here, kind of in that, you know, not quite mid range, but still, you know, upper tier defenders, I guess you could say. Like, if you want to try to save a little bit, I totally see myself playing Villafania or even Hollingshead in, in a lineup. He's been good lately. So, uh, defender that, right. you know, Toronto, you never know. Toronto could higher. come out with like a total clown car themselves, right? Like they, they're missing enough guys that with, with, uh, between Canada and the U.S., uh, at the Gold Cup, they, they're missing a ton of guys. So could be, yeah, could be interesting. Could make the case. It could be that Pozuelo ends up with a worse supporting cast around him than Zlatan does, you know, and I was, I was willing to fade Z for that reason. So certainly worth evaluating. Yeah. For sure, man. I mean, it's uh, going be interesting to see once these lineups start coming out, kind of how everything shakes out with all these Gold Cup and, and international turn up, tournament call-ups still missing out. Um, we've already seen some of the roster rotation happening with, like, Open Cup and stuff, and it just it's not pretty. I mean, it's kind of, uh, you know, it kind of speaks to where MLS is still playing games like this that are meaningful games to uh, to some of these teams, but um, they're having to play, you know, pretty shorthanded. So, you know, I know several people have spoken against, out against MLS having games during these international breaks, but, hey, it is what it is at this point. And for us, and all we're here to do is uh, talk about fantasy soccer. So, I guess uh right. back off that soapbox um, and try to find some value plays here at Defender. Um, yeah. Well, so I mean – that at home you could make you can make the case for Deplania for Cincinnati. I feel he's usually pretty productive at 4K at home, you know, in a virtual pick'em matchup. I think he's not bad. I don't expect a clean sheet, but I, I wouldn't be shocked to see him eke out six or seven floor points. You know, uh, other than that, I mean, John I Nelson know. jumps out 3,300 if he starts. I know he's dealing with. Uh, some sort of injury, I think, last time he played or um, sat out a game or something like that. But um, 3,300, um, he, I think he was 
playing on the outside back for, I guess maybe uh, it'll be for Reggie Cannon if he's out. Um, so, yeah, 3300 for a home defender. Um, I like that if he starts. Um, I think we've kind of toyed with Rito Ziegler before if you want to go there with a center back that takes PKs. But, um, you know, you're opening yourself up to a potential goose egg or two-point showing. Um, no, I, I like Nelson. I, that's a good price on him. He's he's been active when he gets in for the most part. I think his his fantasy points per game is kind of low, just because of some low minutes. There's a couple low minute games in there, so it drags down his per game average. But the, when he started, he's had a, some pretty nice games. His last one was a dud, but his one before that was a smash. So it just kind of yeah. a, a pretty. Maybe a little more volatile than you like, but it's pretty low risk at 3,300 home fave fullback for sure. Um, I see Marcelo on this list at 3,200. I, I just wish it was Marcelo for Real Madrid. You know, that, that, how great would it be to pay 3,200 for him on a Sunday <laughs> for all those crosses? But uh, what about you mentioned uh, you mentioned Biafania. Would you go to the other side and play Zarek Valentin for 3,100? I mean, that's some pretty nice savings, even though he never does anything. Yeah, I uh, think. Right. Well, I think it's going to be one of those two guys, um, unless Morera's rotated out. But I think it's I think Villafania has taken over for uh gotcha. for balance okay, gotcha. okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So it'll be yeah. one of those two. But, but Villafania is definitely the more attack minded of the two. Like Valentin, it feels like he's a little bit more of a defensive play, which doesn't translate to fantasy. So he's. He's right. pretty much dead to me for fantasy. Like I guess, just, yeah, I got lulled. I, I got lulled, lulled to sleep because he started about he started like every game last season. So I just assumed he was still starting. But yeah, you're right. He actually has lost his job. So, but he's such a good guy. Yeah. He's like one of their favorite. Uh, like he's one of their favorite uh, community <laughs> outreach guys. I always see him on Twitter, like uh, doing this and that charity for yeah, the team. But, so you know, what a what a guy. What a great yeah. guy. Who cares? Yeah, I mean, that, fantasy, doesn't, right? that doesn't give us any fantasy points, though, man. We're, we're <laughs> the charity fantasy points, in DK. Like. Not happening. Um, so, uh, we're, we're struggling I for mean, value. I, I, I feel like the this podcast has not really been super strong on giving you giving like a ton of great little sneaky plays, but we've hammered home hopefully the message that the sneaky plays are gonna just show up in lineups because you don't know exactly who's gonna start. So hopefully you're checking the price on like every guy you see in the eleven just because you you might catch a surprise that could work to your benefit for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you mentioned um, Valentine at 3100 in that same price range. 3100 is uh, DD Triore for the Galaxy. And I, he's been injured recently, but I think he started this uh, U.S. Open Cup this week. So I feel like he's back. And uh, I mean, anytime you've got a, a basically a wing back or a fullback that's going to be whipping in crosses to Zlatan, then 3100 is a, you know, it's an attractive price tag to pay. So. Um, he's the guy I'll be keeping an eye out for on that first starting lineup of the slate. And if he starts, man, I might end up uh, plugging him in just to go ahead and get that early value in because he's a guy that I know could get to double digits pretty quick. And he's got that upside of feeding Zlatan at the same time. So um, definitely, yeah, guy I'm keeping an eye out. For. Early value can unlock the, the door to the late upside for sure. So I'm with that, no doubt. Um, but after that, I mean, man. Brutal, unless you want to take a shot with like a Laris Mabiala center back goal, which you know, not out of the question. He's the type of guy that can 
flying. He's had two shots in uh, two of his last three games. So, you know, center back target on set pieces. But I'd probably just rather uh, hope, hope that Traore starts and plug him in instead. Yeah, I, I will not feel too upset about fading Mabiola until I see him uh, in Ibasso's lineup. So <laughs> then I'll know he's about <laughs> to score a goal. So, Right. All right, man. Any, any other defenders uh, that we missed? It like no, it's, it's, it's weird for me because as I sort of do my initial lineup build, it's leaving me with defenders in that 4,500 4, 4, range where there really isn't anybody that I like. So it may be the case where I go one expensive, one cheap, that type of thing. Or maybe I'll just start over and rebuild. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be tricky. I mean, that's... One guy that's kind of jumping off at me, and I definitely don't think he's probably going to start, but Diego Campos, 4,200. Seems like he was listed as a forward earlier in the year, and maybe DK just moved him back to... I mean, he's a guy that got some starts, and he's uh, supplied some cost, that kind of thing. Even yeah, at I think at one point last year he had set pieces, kind of, right? Yeah, he did, um, but he had that forward, forward, forward right. midfielder eligibility, which made him, you know, kind of that uh, cash game forward option. But, but he's kind of falling off the radar. Um, I don't know. Maybe I just just happen to notice him there. Maybe he's been there. But either way, it happens to pick up a, a spot start, which I don't know. I guess with all these international absences, isn't out of the question. Like compost could be right. a play. He has at least three crosses in every game except in, let's say, six out of seven games this year. So it's not bad if he's on the field. Yeah. Another uh, big favorite. Another, yeah, man. Another, another one of the bigger home favorites on the slate. So. Yeah, one of the biggest favorites on the board. So anyway, not not uh, thrilled about it, but just somebody that caught yeah, my eyes. I, mean, I was clicking. I, I just trashed that range, and you just gave me a good potential play in the range. So that's. Yet again, while you're the goat, <laughs> just a slow. Uh, I don't expect him to play, but we'll see. Um, so yeah, who's the who's the goalkeeper to pay up for or pay down for? Well, I mean, goalkeeper for me, it, it really does purely become like a thing of whoever fits into my lineup. It's just like the way I've adopted. Like I've built so many lineups that just kind of I just don't even think about goalkeeper anymore. But maybe that's to my detriment. I don't know. What I do think about goalkeeper on this slate is we are going to see a few backups, right? Because, like, Vancouver starter Crapo is out for the Gold Cup, so we're going to get revenge of Zach McMath in there. And is there any oh, yeah. backup goalkeepers that you might be targeting that you might lean towards an attacker, you know, because some of these, like, crappy goalkeepers that we have, haven't seen in, in a couple of months are back in the mix? Yeah, I mean, that's actually a, a- Good shout on Matt. That he's he's been pretty vocal to the game. That he there's no no other team that he'd rather beat than Colorado. So right, yeah, take that for uh, for like one hundred. So um, you know, as far as backups, like I don't know. I'm trying to go down the list here and see uh, anybody that might that might um, kind of open up some some other things on the other end. But I just Nobody really jumps off at me. Um, How great would like, it be you know, to see uh, McMath, you know, hold Colorado to a clean sheet, 
and just sprint across the field at full time and just like stick his finger in Tim Howard's face and say, <laughs> I'm the man. You know, yeah, you, you know, this was my job. This should have always been my job. Yeah. Hey, it's uh, Kai Kamara revenge game too. Wow. Against his, uh, his old team, Vancouver. So, wow. That's uh, the, the revenge game of the slate right there. Uh, so, yeah, goalkeeper, like you said, it's kind of just see who fits. Um, this slate in particular, man, it feels like there's going to be some some uh, crazy stuff happening. Like I could see LA going into Cincinnati and getting a clean sheet, or I could see that game, you know, being like two two or something. So I like uh, Bingham forty seven hundred on the road, just because I'm not yeah, thrilled about Cincinnati's Bingham. attack. And yeah, he's had some good games on the road here lately too. So um, and then I like uh, I think in my uh, um, season-long rankings, I've actually got Steve Clark ranked number one. Um, I want to say just from some of my research, Houston's been uh, held scoreless in their last two, two road games. Plus, we mentioned they're missing Elise, they're missing Kyoto. Um, their attack's just been kind of stagnant, um, especially without those guys. So, um, you know, if you're paying up, I think Steve Clark is probably one of my favorite goalkeepers to pay up for, even though Cronholm is 400 bucks more, Chicago's goalkeeper. Um, I'd probably, you know, I'd probably pay down for Clark rather than paying all the way up. Yeah, and keep the uh, the flexibility late too. If you do need to make some random late swap down to the cheap goalkeeper to upgrade a spot for a starter who might have not been in. So, yeah, those those are good shouts for yeah. sure. Uh, I, I'm I kind of like McMath. <laughs> the more I've thought about this revenge game, I don't know. I don't want to be too narrative based, but. I, I can't seem to win with goalkeeper these days, so I, I'm not too optimistic. Yeah. It, I mean, on paper, it's weird because you see Colorado um, on the road. You're like, I mean, the matchup looks right, but Colorado has been surprisingly uh, pretty good in the attack lately. I mean, they've been scoring some goals. I think it feels like it's been a while since they've been uh, shut out. Maybe, uh, I don't know. I don't know when the last time it was. Maybe it was when LA went to Colorado and shut them out. Either way, um, they've been surprisingly good to where I'm not like locking in goalkeepers against them. But uh, the re- revenge narrative is always one that you know in the back of my head. I mean, it's not like a absolute must play, but it's, it's definitely there, kind of lingering. So, um, yeah, yeah. I think in this case, like I, like I hinted at, like you know, McMath was a guy who was a good goalkeeper. Maybe not the best, like world class goalkeeper, but a quality goalkeeper that kind of got run out of town because he was sitting behind, you know, an aging vet legend for a couple of years. Maybe, you know, maybe he doesn't feel too good about that. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's, uh, you know, for whatever the revenge factor is worth. Like, this is probably the revenge factor of revenge factors for a goalkeeper. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> We'll see how that we'll see how that one plays out. Um, but uh, as far as any other goalkeepers, like feels like that's probably it for me. Like um, Steve Clark and taking a shot for you know a little bit of savings with Bingham might be it. Um, although I will say, and uh, I guess shout out to older Goaler, who's one of the uh, you know MLS fantasy season long. Um, contributors. He's, you know, he's on Twitter, um, always throwing out little tidbits of info here and there. Um, I saw somewhere where he mentioned that the 
weather this weekend is supposed to be pretty wacky, like throughout pretty much every game on the board. So, you know, I know we're several days away from the weekend, but still got something to monitor because, I mean, definitely uh, we've seen it before. You know, even I'm not sure if we've seen it this season, but I know last season we had some games where um, you'd have players locked in and they'd be in a rain delay, weather delay, and the game just ends up getting canceled. You'd stuck with a goose egg in your lineup. So, yeah, um, you know, yeah. if you listen to this podcast games. for this long, then I guess it's, yeah, I guess it's worth, uh, worth throwing out there just to kind of keep an eye on the weather just make sure there's nothing uh nothing too crazy happening before you um, lock your lineup in and feel too good about it yeah and if you've listened to this long to this podcast this long all i can say is thank you we appreciate it because <laughs> yeah. we have yeah, i think we're bit, but we, an we hour both love the league so most of our pod that's right now so, uh back to u.s open cup i think we got lafc and san jose going on so Jump over and catch some of that, but good deal, man. Well, yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for those thoughts. Always good to bounce stuff around. And I know we're kind of early in the building process, but I feel like we we hit on some pretty good plays there. Hopefully, some good values will open up along the way, and uh, hopefully, we'll you know some of our listeners will take down this big one uh, k GPP this weekend. Let's go. If you want to reach out to Daniel on Twitter, his handle is, I believe it's just at Trippin B, and I am at DraftKicks on Twitter. Always happy to answer any questions there, time permitting. Um, if you guys are RotoWire subscribers, jump in the RotoWire Discord. There's always some good fancy soccer banter going on there. We got Gold Cup, Copa America, Women's World Cup chatter going on. So, and obviously, this weekend. MLS is back so um, yeah guys best of luck this weekend and Daniel good luck thank you thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast for more great content visit rotowire.com slash soccer everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.